0: Welcome to the 29th episode of In The Vitrine. My name is Nadia.
1: And this is Danny.
0: And today we're going to talk about the impending lockdown. Well, we're not calling it a lockdown. We're calling it a circuit, circuit breaker, breaker, which I actually really like because it sounds much more active than lockdown, which I find really passive. Like everything just stops. Whereas with a circuit breaker, it feels like we're doing something That's true. towards a goal. I mean, of course, it's like
1: the same thing, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean we've been watching all the different cities deal with the pandemic and I mean a lot of people have been talking, have been on in isolation for weeks by now yeah. So and when I speak to them they are really surprised that in Singapore malls were still open, people were going out and at the same time a lot of newspapers are talking about how Singapore and Taiwan are doing it really well. So they're like, so how does that?
0: I don't no, know, it's very strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what to make of anything. I don't know what's going to happen in the coming month. But, I mean, we can still go out to the parks if we like. uh, For some fresh air. Which I think is
1: really important. important.
0: Because, I mean, even as we're taking care of our physical health, I guess, um, we still have to take our mental health.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's also interesting how, like, mental health came a lot into the picture. Mm. Like, even ministers who were talking about, like, psychological health.
0: Yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, let's get into the fashion of things. (laughs) So Denny and I have been conducting uh, our lessons online now for quite a while, along with the rest of our colleagues, and of course, moving forward, everything is going to be online till the end of the semester. I'm glad that actually we are almost at the end of the semester. Me too. Um, You know, because I think this has caused a lot of anxiety for the students and for the lecturers as well. Um, And it feels like now we're just trying to get through to the end of the semester and, you know, just to kind of finish it well enough because obviously we can't, I don't think anyone can, you know, expect our students to finish
1: it like super well, you know, just because they've had lots of challenges uh, to deal with. And we're not alone. We're not isolated in this. It's all the major fashion schools as well. ID has been covering how students are dealing with lockdowns in London, um in New York too the schools are closed all lectures are going online and for a course that is very three dimensional like fashion design for example that poses a lot of challenges
0: yeah that's right you know and even if you think about um other things like fashion photography yeah. or you know just the collaborative nature of fashion or the idea that it's something that's not just visual but material and it requires touch it requires Um, you know like an in-person kind of uh, treatment so I mean we're all doing the best we can and we thought in this episode we would talk about the resources that we found useful online for Mm -hmm. ourselves and for our students Um, and it might inspire the rest of you also to have a look at these Um, yeah just to keep our mind active our curiosity
1: lit up yeah so what have you found Danny? (laughs) Well, one of my favorite uh, resources that I never thought would be so useful um, right now are the Google Arts and Culture online exhibitions. I mean, the power of exhibitions really is the physical object, right? Especially in fashion exhibitions, being able to see three-dimensionally and in space. But with the recent... Uh, with the recent situation, a lot of museums are having to close. So actually this puts forth the whole digital conversation even further where museums and institutions are trying to think how can they reach their viewers and engage their viewers with all the materials they have. And one resource that I will highly recommend is the Fondazione Gianfranco Ferre on the Google Arts and Culture. I download the app on my iPad. You can also look at it on your Um, laptop but what I love especially is the specific exhibitions that they did for example there's this one about various um, inspiration and impressions of India and they show a lot of amazing historical images um, that he used as reference for his collections and his travel sketches and photographs that he did he took when he traveled India and you can see his love for the color, the material, the drapery of um, Indian textiles and garments, and how he translated that into all these amazing uh, collections in the '90s. Um, and there's many, there's like various exhibitions from that same foundation. I think that one, his is one of the best. Um, ways that Google Arts and Culture has been used. Sometimes the exhibitions are just images and text, which is just like a website. So I think that is the danger, not the danger, but the downside of all these online resources that they often just seem like a blog post or an a website that you're just scrolling through, you know? Right. It's not
0: a simulation of that, the real um, exhibition. Yeah. But I've also gone into exhibitions where you can see the gallery. It feels like you're in the gallery yes. and you can move around. Yes. And, honestly, I don't like that <laughs> because it makes me feel woozy. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, where am I going now? I'm supposed to go left, go right. You know, it's like when you're trying to buy a house or rent an apartment, right? And then you have these tours you can do or like on Google street maps kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, so... we can
1: actually see on the Museo Frida Kahlo, Cersei, our head of school Circe's yeah. exhibition, which yeah. I helped her with in Mexico City. And you can, you can do that. Like you can look at all the panels and it's really high no, it's not that high <laughs> quality. Yeah, but
0: you can kind of make out what they're, what they're writing. Yes. Um, yeah, but you know, it's not like a. I don't know, because the thing is, because you navigate it yourself, it's not like a video. So yeah. it is as good as you navigate it. And oh, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, if you have. I don't know. If you have great dexterity, I'm not sure how to describe this. <laughs> um, the way you move, because sometimes I find that when I'm moving from gallery to gallery, then I end up going to the ceiling.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, yeah, or I end up going it, to a wall and I'm it, like, how do
1: I get back down? You can look at the lights.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Which just, just kind of nice, but then, you know, there's like always that moment of panic and then the inevitable point when you're like, oh, I I wish I could just go and visit it already. Yeah. You know, um, but of course, there are some other things in Google Arts and Culture that I like Um, and well I always like the behind the scenes kind Mm. of stuff and if you go to the artsandculture.google.com website or like Danny said you can download the app they have this section called A New Kind of Fashion Film and I think this is pretty cool because it's you know um, everything in 360 degree and I believe they do the turning for you, which I like because I really don't like using my fingers to move through the, the galleries. Mm, so you nice. can see things like, um, you know, the conservation lab at the Met um, in 360 degrees. You can Wonderful. see Vivienne Westwood's um, Boucher, I think, corset from the v Museum. You can wow. see Coco Chanel's black dress from the Musée des Arts Décoratifs um, as well. And yeah, they have just a lot of uh examples and even like from the Kyoto Costume Institute the Comme des Garçons sweater and skirt.
1: Fabulous.
0: Yeah, so the thing is when you click on that, then you go into YouTube. So it actually doesn't reside um directly within Google Arts and Culture.
1: Mm, okay, so it links you outside of it.
0: Yeah, and I'm just going in now and seeing what it looks like. So it's pretty cool um but i'm not sure whether you know like i said it's the ideal experience no i mean
1: these are all compromises right? for
0: sure (laughs) yeah and i think we need to i guess remember that okay i need to remember that because something is better than nothing and if we are physically geographically isolated well at least our mind can wander you know and our mind can go to all these beautiful things i'm actually wondering what will happen if we don't have an internet connection I think that would make people freak out because yeah. I think we're so um, keen on doing that now yeah. just to
1: keep sane yeah and escape right and escape yeah definitely and I noticed here so I created a profile on Google Arts and Culture so sometimes they will curate like a feature in mm-hmm. the front page and there's this one I didn't realize that they even do music. So here you can sit back and listen to Beethoven, which is an official, unofficial mashup of Beyonce and Beethoven. Wow, <laughs> that's so clever, Beethoven. <laughs>
0: um, well, I also noticed that beyond Google Arts and Culture, there are you know all these. I mean, everyone is trying their best to keep like the programming alive or just to be active mm-hmm. and. You know, we were supposed to go for the opening of this yes. new gallery at the Asian Civilizations Museum in Singapore. Yeah. And I remember, like, we were invited to the opening, and then it was pushed back, and then it was, like, a yeah. new kind of format where it was, like, a free and easy walk through, And then when we went from, like, 25 persons gathering to 10 persons gathering, then it was changed again. And then finally, they were like, you know what, we're just going to not do it because... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just not going to happen. And then it was going to open to the public, but now it can't even because now all museums have to close.
1: Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm just
0: wondering about how everyone must feel like, you know, you're putting in all these contingency plans and you're planning, like, based on what's happening and you have to adapt and adapt. Um, But, you know, it's a small compromise to pay and hopefully after this month of um, circuit breaker, so in Singapore, we're going to be um, basically in, I guess, partial lockdown is what it is, right? Until May 4th. But what's happening in the meantime is, for example, ACM is putting up, you know, pieces, like pictures of pieces as Instagram posts. And I'm actually really enjoying it. So they have these, like, um, for example, I'm looking at one of um, this dresses. And it's called uh, A New Civilized Dress. And it well, they have these like little snippets of information and say like this is pioneered by educated urban women, modern ensembles like this worn by Republican era women with adopt new civilized dress. It's like a chong sam. Um, but I believe it's pretty loose at the bottom. I say I believe because they only show the intricacy of the embroidery um, on the top half of okay, the body. so yeah. they do not show that whole thing. No, and I think that's what it, what is, you know, the pity, right? Like, when you go to the museum, you know, are excited to see. It's like everything that you Scale. put on social media is usually like a teaser yeah. of what you can then get in real life. Yeah. Um, but it's better than nothing. And I, I enjoy, like, the pale pink background they used, um, which shows the details very well. Yeah.
1: yeah, And a lot of this is also thinking about how hopefully this is a temporary situation mm. and eventually people will be able to see the real thing. Yeah. And, well, for those of us who can sew, <laughs> or even if you can't, it's a great Danny time says that to because learn. <laughs> I can't and I really want to learn yeah. eventually. Mm. I mean... If you can't, you can learn how to hand sew because a lot of garments pre-industrial revolution were actually hand sewn, so you'll have your own couture. Very true. <laughs> and actually, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, the LACMA, has also these resources that I love called the Pattern Project. So if you go to lacma.org slash pattern project, they actually give you the paper, path, the how to the instructions to make your own, like, frock coats and zoot suits and um, even, like, a child, a boy's frock and a woman's lounge in pyjamas. Like, all these different pre-1900 garments that... Yeah, but the paper patterns are very, very complex. (laughs) Okay. um And continuing on paper patterns, another resource that I've always loved, uh, I first found them as a student... Um, showstudio.com. So that's a um, an online portal founded by photographer Nick Knight. And in 2002, they began this project called Design Download, which was a way to kind of democratize and give an insider view of how fashion is produced. So what this meant was that they would get paper patterns from um, all these different designers and put them for free on their website for people to kind of download and so. And I remember... Um downloading a Martin Margella paper pattern like ten almost ten years ago now. No, yeah, almost like eight years ago. And now you can even download the latest paper pattern that they put in was a Christmas gift last December by Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen. And it's this gorgeous dress um, with lots of panels and like big um leg of mutton sleeves. So I'm really excited to give that one a try. Mm.
0: And of course, now you have the time to do it because everything else is cancelled, right? Yes. So, you know, I think that's maybe one of the things that we can cling on to, um, the fact that we are really slowing down. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I think another conversation that people have been having is that even though you have the time, there is like, a there's also the idea of mental space, right? And how if people are worried about their livelihoods, about their jobs, etc., etc., do they really have the time to be productive? So, it's also okay to not do anything.
0: <laughs> Very true. It's also okay to just, I don't know, veg and watch things on Netflix <laughs> and whatnot. Um, speaking of what to watch, I'm not sure whether um, you guys know about this platform called Mubi, M-U-B-I, where mm-hmm. you can watch... Um, Really, just sort of indie films, and I I believe that now because of um, the pandemic, they have made they have given like some kind of a special discount on subscription. And I know for students, it's actually really affordable, like a pound or something. I mean, it's it's a British thing. So yeah, have a look at that as well. Mubi, that's the thing. M U B I, and you know they they strive to give examples of like interesting films. Um, that would definitely not be on our radar, that's definitely not mainstream. But, you know, we always say, as Diana Vriven, um wonderfully put it, that eye has to travel, right? So, yes. yeah, beyond just looking at fashion, what else can we do, what else can we look at, what else can we be exposed to that will help uh, help to keep our mind alive, help to keep our thinking fresh. So, yeah, so actually they... Well, Danny's visiting the website now and it's um, something about how it's hand-picked films. There's one new one uploaded every day. Yeah, so why not give it a go? Yeah, Mm. and actually, I think recently, um, Danny was telling me about some other podcasts that you know we can listen to relating to fashion. Yes. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Well, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts, but recently there was this uh, fabulous um, interview with this lady called Melissa Leventon about. The Queen Sirikit of Thailand mm-hmm. collection. So right. Queen Sirikit, I think last year when we went to the fashion symposium, there That's was somebody right. from the Queen's Museum.
0: Yes, and I actually went to the museum if you remember, yes. and I think I, you I got post-its. you that the post it. Yeah, I mean when I went to the museum. Uh, uh, to be honest it wasn't there wasn't a lot to see I think that was like a batik exhibition there were some like hands on things to do but you know it's not by any means like a large museum mm. although they are really innovative I think in the shops like you know that poster was very cute yeah. right so it was like yeah. the dresses and stuff that they used.
1: but something that was fascinating about Queen Sirikit is that she did this long tour of Europe and America and to dress for the tour she engaged Pierre Baumann to do a lot of couture pieces for her. So this whole, this episode of Dressed, the History of Fashion podcast, which was kind of published a week ago, um, spoke about this. And it made me so excited to be able to see that there was this really fashionable couture-wearing Thai queen just like 50 years ago. I mean, she's still alive, but mm. I mean, she did all these garments for herself 50 years ago, and I can't wait to see them in person one day. Mm. They are online. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you were also telling me about a few other podcasts. I mean, you definitely listen to more fashion podcasts than I do. Well, one of my favourites is, of course, Bon Appa with um, Rebecca Arnold and Beatrice Balan. Yes. And they just recently talked about a film called What's Up, Doc? with Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I, I don't think I've watched it before. or oh, I watched it a long time ago. But I really love Barbara Streisand. And I love watching her move her hands because, you know, she has double-jointed fingers, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, so I'm going to definitely put that on my list to watch. Yeah. Well, after I assess... Um, students essays because of course school goes on yes, even if we don't meet physically, so there is that to to get through as well.
1: Mm. Yes. so I guess something that is kind of linking all the why we enjoy online resources is a that they give you a different experience than just a visual experience. So for example, podcasts are very kind of mm, like auditory auditory yeah. or like um, things that are about reading mm. and not necessarily about space or image so much. Uh, unlike well, Maybe movies. Yeah.
0: And I also enjoy how when I watch something or read something or look up something online, then I tend to go down rabbit hole and just, you know, find mm-hmm. out more and more information. Sometimes really tangential ones. Um, you know, but these are what makes things fun and fresh, right? And they always give me new ideas, you know, for what I want to research or what I want to think about or what I want to share with my students. So, yeah, it's pretty good. And I guess we just have to make the best of what we have.
1: Yes, right now. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so I think that's all we have for this episode. Uh, it's a bit meandering. We're just kind of, you know, starting <laughs> our... I don't know, descend, ascend, I don't know what it is. Um, easing in, maybe, to our Circuit Breaker Month in mm-hmm. Singapore. Um, but we look forward to bringing you more content. And if you like what you listen to, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And of course, we always... Um, upload images relating to our episodes on our Instagram account, at in the vitrine. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next episode, stay safe as everyone says now. Yes, bye! bye. bye.